Hello and welcome to When Will It End? It's a movie podcast. In 2014, they rebooted Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We saw The Lighthouse this weekend, too. What'd you think about that? Mm, it was incredible. The I first time ever we've seen a lot of mermaids. This is true. And you know what? I've always been jonesing for a little of that mermaid vag. Vag? Yeah. A little mermaid. Vag? I think traditionally people shorten vagina to vag. Yeah, no, you, do you know... I'd say if you... Vag like vagrant? If you were to say one thing about me, you'd probably choose to say that I'm not traditional and go out of my way to be an asshole. You kind of let your freak flag fly, I much like that. freak flag fly. Yeah, remember? Oh, from our, our Shrek dies. Flag fly. I said you it. just did it. Like I said it in song. This is big. I should sing more. Uh, the movie was produced by Michael Bay and uh, stars uh, Tony Shalhoub and Johnny Knoxville. Um, yes, the, 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 the lighthouse was <laughs> weird. so good because going into it, I was like, this is going to be a wet movie. You and love I love, wet, I love a wet movie. Loves a wet movie. I think it's like, we talk about this all the time. When I make my own movie, people will have a scene in the rain and then it, even better to one up it, have an important document out in the rain. Oh, I hate when that happens. It's my favorite thing in movies. I think it's from Casablanca as a kid. Uh. I watched it like a million times. And when he reads the super important letter, like the letter from Ilsa at the train station in Paris with Sam, at that shot of like the letter like melting in his hands, like (gasps) just like turned, I popped such a bone. And then also in all the World War II movies, they're always like pulling out like a waxed map or something in the rain. I can do the opposite. I just get so soft and small. In rain or just when you see these things? In when movies? I see a document, I think it's just because I love documents. Right. Well, that's the whole thing because I think it's beautiful. Like we fetishize objects so much. Yeah. When you watch older movies where like people, though weirdly it's way more essential because there's no backup to these important things. I or it's know. like reading a map in the rain. That's like, they you shouldn't do that. Do you think they just used to throw important wet maps into rice? Yeah, I think Rice usually fixes a wet map. F- fixes my phone. Yeah, well, you know, phones are like our new maps. You ever think about that? They're like our new books, our new friends, that was my our point. new lovers. Can you like, we're not on the same page. I was a, I set you up for a softy, softball. I'm definitely feeling softball right now. Yeah. Want to hit the field? Couple, play a couple rounds? Click clock. Applesauce. Um, yes. Uh, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the, t- the turtles uh, rap in an elevator. So yeah, so in the lighthouse... I don't know, Robert Pat. Maybe it's because I just okay. He's it's another haircut. It's like the Maze Runner series. Like yes, the hair in that movie is divine. It's so good. It's so good. Um, I would say I don't know what this says about me, but this is the most attractive I've ever found Robert Pattinson yeah, as yeah. like an oily, emotionally destroyed, vacant shell of a monster. No, the, this incredible. is perfect. And I mean, maybe we can give a little hint towards it. We will be doing Twilight. <sighs> Yeah, so get we're, excited we're gonna, about that. We're going to see him in all of his There's silver, a tasty treat. Twinkle, silver glory. Little twinkly man. Yeah, but he was fucking hunky, and he was he was so hunky. We saw we see butts in this movie. We see Willem Dafoe fuck a pillow. We see Robert Pattinson jerk off. We see him fuck a mermaid vag. We do, and the the vag. Um, I was reading interviews with the director, the great Robert Eggers of the Witch fame. Was it his own vag? It was a, his own vag. No, he based that on a shark genitals. Oh, which I think is just a fun thing to do yeah. when you're working on a movie. You're like. Babe, I got to go to the office. Got to research shark bags. I mean, as a successful, not financially, but I think critically finance, successful writer, me. We're talking about me. Who critically, where's that coming from? Eh, my friends. Oh, okay. The fine, my mom. Yeah, right. My dad. There's no way your dad's read your work. I've got a very important dad story to tell in this episode. Oh, maybe oh, I'll God. save it for Maybe I'll save it for the next one. I'm going to save it for the next one. 
in this uh, in this movie, Shredder is covered in chrome. But the the problem is the next one is the one that's releasing tomorrow. So everyone listening to this episode, it'll be like six weeks later, and I will have already. So this story that I'm teasing has already been said more than a month ago. Wow. So this will be a fond remembrance of that event. We're dating the podcast. I hate it when I do it. In a way, we're both dating the podcast. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. My, I'm, Our Amy, girlfriends Amy, are pissed. Yeah, they fucking Amy. I don't like it. Amy, I'm so sorry. It's funny when you've been like gone doing drugs in the city for days on end and you come back and you're like, babe, I got to go talk about <laughs> the Michael Bay produced reboot of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in which uh, there's a ski, they, they go down a mountain and it's snowing. I mean, I did ask for <sighs> snow. You did ask for snow and you got it, you sick fuck. <laughs> Shit. If I knew, if I knew that was what it was so, going to be. Watching the 2014 reboot of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was like Michael Bay squatting over your eye and then letting a big old diarrhea stream shoot out into your directly into your cornea. You really like that metaphor and I think it's apt. I would say uh, visually, emotionally, and from the script point of view, all of those things were like a wet, nasty load of like turgid Taco Bell, just like, you know... Something you find at the bottom of a dumpster in Vegas in the middle of August, just like sluicing directly into your mm, open mouth. Yeah, that's what that, that movie was like watching. But in the lighthouse, um, the cum effects of Willem Dafoe's splooge dripping down from the ceiling. What did you think about the cum? I thought it was a very viscous, long, like there's mm-hmm. it seemed like a lot of cum, and, oh, and, and yeah. we're led to believe that he's jacking off directly into the lamp for what seems like weeks on end. Yeah. And fucking Reeks. the pillow. So here's my question for you. How yeah. is Willem Dafoe getting that load that robust? <laughs> I mean, it's got to be the diet. The, what, what, yeah. I mean. The, the lobsters. The lobsters the that lobster, he catches, yeah. yeah. I mean, lobsters are, are beautiful. I mean, they're beautiful insects. Sure. Water water insects. Water bug. Yeah, they got eight legs, but I still call them insects. Right. Shredder has like 200 claws in this one. And yeah. He's, oh, they're magnet he's, uh, claws. He's so terrible time. to look at that it's like a child crying. Um, yeah, so but no, I, I, for me, I was like, that looks like my cum. I'm not in that dosage, but definitely the like they got the viscosity right. Okay, I know that everyone's cum's a little different. But my cum is like it's like a it's like a color wheel. You know what I mean? It, it changes no. with what? this. You know who can say where the cum goes? Where the cum goes? Only time. I'm saying sometimes your cum is like this, sometimes your cum is like that. Has it been a few days? Has it been multiple times that day? You know, I'm saying it's it's right. like it's a it's a it's a and path we track down sure. together. Do you think much in that same uh I don't know where this quote comes from, but the quote you never step in the same river twice. Do you think it could be applied to you never step in the same cum river twice? I've definitely stepped in the same cum more than once. You have. It's gotta have happened in my life. Yeah. Oh, it's life, you know what I mean? I'm I'm actually like pretty a nerd you know i worked with special needs kids for at a summer camp and that was a job mm-hmm. where like you're wiping butts you know sure. and it's like at a certain point you're just like this is a thing that happens right i will wash my hands and that's just life yeah you know the think about our first responders okay finding charred corpses resuscitating bleeding people i don't want to think about that yeah that's why they do it uh in this movie michelangelo basically uh is very horny again and he says really horrible stuff and yeah this and, was me in 2014 it's it's uh, it's not good. Not good. But the lighthouse was pretty good. The lighthouse was great. Um, I read that they built that structure. All of those things were built on the island just for this I movie. I could tell practical effects. Well, I could I, I could tell it was practical, but I really thought that oh, you found like, they found a lighthouse or they found. I was like, there's this, how this yeah. is so insanely what like how do you build that house to look like it's a thousand years old? Yeah, it reminded me of sort of the way sets 
not like fake sets from like Warner Brothers and stuff for like big movies, but like it felt like a movie from the 60s where they like found an old shitty house and decided to make a movie there. Do, do you know what it reminded me of? I'm happy you brought up the, 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 the way it felt. This reminded me of The Wages of Fear. Yeah. Those shots yeah, of him yeah, pushing yeah. the wheelbarrow felt very much like a 60s French, like, yeah. God, I love the fucking lighthouse. And the whole Prometheus thing by the end where you're just like, this is so goddamn good. Yeah. The last shot is amazing. It reminded me of, it's weird because it called to mind a few other movies. Like, it strangely reminded me of Annihilation. It reminded me. Interesting. Yeah, or, you know, or like the whole ending is basically takes place in an upside down lighthouse. And it revolves around her sort of coming to terms with who she is by encountering an essence that is unexplained. So I was like, oh, this is interesting, but it also felt very much like an old 50s, 60s, just regular drama. And definitely like whenever that, what's his name? Willem? Willem Dafoe? Whenever that Willem character talked like a pirate? Holy shit. What was your favorite? I I think, I don't want to speak for you. I think the you didn't like my lobster speech like when he does the straight up like three minute monologue yeah. that ends in Pattinson going like, Jesus, I like the fucking lobster. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Got me, got a chuckle out of me. Yeah. I mean, this was one of those great movies where the uncomfortable and honest laughter was for a movie that everyone's like, it's technically a horror movie or whatever. Yeah. It's like, this is hysterically funny. Uh-huh. Like the slapstick in this. Yeah. Um, I read that they trained, they did dance classes before this movie, which huh. totally makes sense because yeah. the physicality of the oh. acting in it. This is a movie where two men hang out on a wet island. I think and that's, that's the only shit yeah. that happens. And that's why it reminded me so much of like, uh, like a Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf, even though that's not like really much about the setting, but just like having people in space is so rare in movies you see in theaters where everything's like moving. And I don't know, I saw the I saw the trailer for The Good Liar. Did you yeah. see the trailer? I did. I want to see it really bad. The, um, yeah, the Mirror and cha- McKellen. Because they changed the trailer. The first trailer was like, here's some boring old British people. And, and then it gets grim. Yeah, it gets like sort of grim, but it's like so slow paced. Like the new one's like, I'm going to click clock, click clock, click clock, throw you into a train. Click clock, click clock, here's a gun. And then like they just like totally changed the tone. And I think it's very rare to have like just two people just like inhabit space together. And like it so makes sense that they took dance classes together because they like, they we're always working physically together. It was really, a, it's an incredible movie. So before the turtles do the uh, beatboxing in the movie, Michelangelo mm-hmm. says, yeah. uh, MC Mikey. Yeah, that definitely happened. Uh, that was an remember, embarrassing Remember scene. Raphael goes, give me the camera. And Michelangelo says, oh, look, he's doing his Batman voice. And Raphael goes, I only saw Batman once. That did not get a chuckle out of me. What was, it? I don't know. It's not even worth talking about. That's fine. Um, but yeah, I, I, th- I really thought that the my favorite line from The Lighthouse was uh, when it goes on repeat saying like, why'd you have to spill the beans? Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> that was so good. Yeah. Why'd you have to, sp- I don't remember exactly what it was. Was it, why'd you have to spill the beans? It was, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, it says that a lot. Why'd you have to spill the beans? Why'd you have to spill the beans? Well, I, I just like in general that like the, the sheer thickness of the dialects in this movie were so fucking like, you could just tell they spent so much goddamn time doing this. And it's like, I, I read that I'm trying to do the God, goddamn like, yeah, why did you talk like, like Kennedy? Weird, he was doing, he's doing a main thing, like a Kennebunk port. Oh, like, that's too bad. No, that's good. It's perfect. Well, they're, they're, it's the most Maine. New England movie, but this is, these are, it didn't really, this is set like what? 150 I years know. ago. So, I mean, so like, I'll give it to him. He sounded like a Kennedy. Goddamn. I mean, that's what they sounded like. He's from Connecticut, right? 
They lived in Kennebunkport like the Bushes. The Kennedys? They're from Massachusetts and and Maine. Jesus Christ. I feel so much prouder about my state now. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's an important thing. What is? To have pride in your state. Is it? Uh, Remember in the 2014 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reboot, uh, they have the 99 cheese pizza. Mm, That's irresistible to the turtles because there's 99 cheeses on it. And Splinter has them balancing on stuff. And they have to ignore the 99 cheese pizza because they're balancing because uh, Splinter's mad at them and he yeah. tortures them in this one. <laughs> and are, it's nice. because You like, are totally right. He's a father figure in the other movies, but in this one, he's just like a weird fucking freak who tortures them and it looks so horrible to look at. It's like seeing a, a pygmy shrew dick, like uh, the dick of a pygmy shrew. So small. But like with a mustache. Oh, it's Movember. It's Movember. Well, not when this episode comes out. but Mo shave Movember. It is currently Movember and I'm currently doing it. I shaved last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. My neck. Your, your neck and your little cheek and my, holes. My little cheek holes. Do you do the cheek holes? I do. I think yeah. it's, I don't, I think that it rides out too much. It, it, it's just nice to have a little bit of defined. Yeah. Do you ever worry? Because I do them too. And sometimes I worry like that old myth. Speaking of the lighthouse and all these old sea shanties. Why'd you have to spill the beans? Sometimes I worry that every time I shave my cheek holes, I think that's the antithetical term for them, uh, that they're going to grow a little high every time until they turn into my eyelashes. And then take over my eyes, and I'm just gonna have air, air, hair. You think you're gonna get werewolf face? I'm gonna get werewolf face, huh? Specifically, werewolf eyes. Can you imagine like a hairy eyeball? That does sound terrible. Isn't that something you give to someone? Oh, that guy's giving me the hairy eyeball. Is that another saying I just made up? No, that's a classic. People yeah. know that. Oh, the hairy eyeball. Hey, remember when Michelangelo said, "Guys, did you see? I totally talked to a girl." I do remember that. Yeah, just good stuff, huh? Yeah. Well, actually, can we go back to the 99 pizzas and not just move right past that one? Uh, yeah, 99 cheese pizza. Then they can't resist it because well, they're, they're balancing in the thing. And you were totally right. We cheated last week because we watched. We were so we didn't. Josh's voice was in turmoil. Uh, we wanted. I was extraordinarily sick and sounded yeah. like a dying vampire. All because being, of Mike. Yeah, Mike ruined made it. us record two episodes in a row. Shit. Fucking idiot. Fuck you. Um, so we watched two movies instead of movie record, movie record. And I totally did insert the awful splinter from this movie into the last week's episode. Yeah. I definitely, the, the vision of them balancing on shit. Brought it back to get to this. And the pizza and like that, for some reason, entered into the all CGI movie. I don't know why. Because the turtles and splinter are 90% CGI in this movie. And yeah. look like a turd screaming at you and throwing lemon juice on an open wound. That is your face. So wait, the turd is both screaming and throwing? Yeah. Um, Michelangelo, he's driving the SUV and he says, Hey, I'm driving. Remember that part? No. Hey, remember when Megan I Fox is, that I, I Megan do. Fox is in this fucking movie and the whole time you're like, This there must be a joke where at some point the real April comes in and relieves her of her duties and says, Good bit, Megan, get out of here. But it's just Megan Fox the whole time. Yeah, do you do you, do you mind? Can I ask her a favor? Yeah, sure. Can we do a little turtle's corner? Sure. Can we just actually talk about Megan Fox for a second? Yeah, I would say because I sort of like what we're doing, you know, we're sort of glossing over the turtles because it's not worth talking about. But I think one of the worst performances we've watched in this entire podcast to date, because I feel like truly awful. This movie series is called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I said it correctly, and I didn't say Terminator, which is good. I'm proud of you. Um, but for me, the real star of these movies has always been April O'Neil. Well, and she's I think- like, you know, she's the thread to... The us. fun sense of noir in the movies, where she's a snooping reporter. She has all sorts of things. I know you're all about the reporter angle because you're a fucking. Remember national. when Spotlight won and all the reporters said, This is for us? This is for me. Spotlight. They didn't even say for us. They each individually said, This is said, for me. This is for me. Yeah. Because you guys all compete, right? 
Oh, the journalism competition. Oh, no, it's it's a pretty friendly world where we all agree that it's the same team and go team, go us. What about Fox News? Fuck them. They should die in the streets. Okay, um, but I think not. So yes, there's a the journalism aspect because it's the fun part. But also the way I, I describe think, this movie, I'm like, it's about a journalist. Yeah, yeah, like me. Right. It's very relatable to me. Right. I have befriended genetic freaks and joined them in you know undercity schemes and capers. Yeah. Sounds fun. Battling yeah. masked foes. But yes, go ahead. Invite, okay. Um, but more, I think, maybe less importantly, but also, she is the way we, you know that the classic character, the one that lets the, the audience enter into the movie? The audience surrogate you she, speak of. Yes. yes. Like Bilbo in the Harbit. Yes. So anyway, she is that. And yeah. I think her skill at being a character is... One of the, like, I bet if we ranked April O'Neil's and ranked Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I bet they would be the same. For Ninja Turtles 1 is number one. I think the first April is the best April. Yeah. Second April in the third movie is the second best April. Yeah. Then I guess, you know, Sarah Michelle Geller in three, in, 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 in the Tumt, in Tumt. Yeah. And then a, a distant fifth. Fourth? Fourth is two. A distant fourth would be. Two. No, she's the same. Oh, but that I'm, performance over those two movies, I'll give her number two because she's so good in three. Okay, yeah, I agree. And with then that. in a distant fourth, we have Megan Fox, who says stuff like, "Oh my gosh, there's turtles or something." Yeah. So I think, and it's not just a coincidence that it's like because she is really important to these stories. As I said in the last episode, I'm bored with these turtles. They're fucking boring characters. They don't. The first one had promise. Hold on, in this movie, you may remember when Michelangelo said, yeah. "Please keep your hands and feet inside the shell at all times." Ah, that one's sort of, I think a vague, I bet if you ask me if there was a shell quote, I'd say no, but then you bringing it up, I do remember. It's sort of like you can sing along to a song while it's on, but if you just start trying to sing it by yourself, it's hard. Well, you're probably, you know, I know what happened. Um, this line probably blew it out of your head when Leonardo says, we were created as weapons and we knew the world would never accept us, but one day it would need us. Yeah, that's the blower. Yeah, that's the one that probably you're like, oh fuck, this is that's fucking good. That's the blower. Yeah, um, um, but I, I think you're right. There's a there's a literal lack of humanity to this movie. That's like almost like we just we're talking about the lighthouse a movie. That's like about people who's who are stripped away from any identity, mm. slightly by their own decision making, but also because they live in this primal furnace of life on the ocean, in the most like the farthest fringe of like communicable human experience. And they just like completely like turn themselves over into myth because they can't survive being human in this environment. And that's a slightly warmer story than this mm-hmm. fucking movie. Yeah. And I think, well, let's, can I try to set the stage? Cause I'm not really very good. How at about you set the table for a little bit of 99 cheese pizza? <laughs> <laughs> Cowabunga. <laughs> um, I mean, first she is uh, an active aspect of the plot of this movie is that Will Arnett, we looked it up. He's like, 20 years older than Megan Fox is like actively wants to fuck her. And that it's basically the only reason he does anything in the movie because he thinks he might fuck Megan Fox. Yeah. And he has a really good speech about how Michael Bay is cool. Remember that? Remember how he was like, she's like, I want to get real news. And he's like, uh, you know, babe, maybe you should just uh, do the froth. You know, there's something good about just making something that people, people like, like froth. Yeah. People love that froth. And but- it's cool. Cause he's doing, that whole all that self awareness in this movie amounts to diddly shit, and this isn't even froth. This is somehow below froth. 
What's pull over? No, that's the good stuff. That's coffee. No, but I'm saying like insubstantial, whipped up, n- nothing. Like that's what he's saying. The froth is here. It's just like you the, the, have, the topping. You here. might have to draw me a map of this one. I'm not froth. Really... The shit on top of right. the real things. Right, but you're saying it's under the froth, which is the I'm real thing. I'm saying this movie. You know, I'm saying, but it's it's it, so is there it, a third layer? With froth is clearly used in the pejorative in this movie, and I'm saying this is somehow even doesn't even aspire to being froth. So it's above froth. It's like the air. The froth air, the, like the lingering. Well, I don't know how much of my, the burp I just did made it to air. It but won't make it. Whatever, out, cut it out. whatever that. I'm gonna cut this out. Too. Whatever is hovering in the air from that burp. Yeah, well, no one's that, gonna like, know. That like stinky bottom of my stomach breakfast gonna, burrito. Day I'm gonna three, cut all this out because I hate hangover. Burps. Like that hangover mist from a savage post brunch burp. That's still slightly better. Than Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2014. We can't say those words together. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Well, okay, it's funny you should it's mention weird that. that Tempt is easier to say. Tempt. It's funny you should mention that because uh, there's a great line in the movie that we all enjoyed. And uh, okay, so we all we all agree that it's very fun when things are self-aware, right? Like it's funny to be like, mm-hmm. oh, they know they're in the movie, right? Also, I just like to interrupt for players at home. You can follow along on the IMDb quotes page. Is just reading them in order. I, oh, hold on, I'm not reading them in order. This is the first one. <laughs> you piece of shit. You think you're fuck? Yeah, you're you're doing you're doing your own little like. Oh, I know I'm in the podcast thing. Fuck you. You're not better than me. Don't edit that burp out. I'll be fucking livid with you if you edit that. Out. You don't even know. I will know. What was the last episode you listened to? Okay, so April O'Neil goes, "What are you?" And Leonardo goes, "Well, Miss, we're ninjas." Raphael goes, "We're mutants." Donatello goes, "Technically, we're turtles." Michelangelo, and we're teenagers, but we can have adult conversations. Yuck, gross, bad, Michelangelo. And so April O'Neil goes, so you're Ninja Mutant Turtle Teenagers? Okay, and the Dantella goes, here's the, here's the punchline. Here's the punchline, ready? Oh, there's more. The- when you put it like that, it sounds ridiculous. Hmm. So that it's like, you know, they're like, uh, it's a bit of fun. It's a bit of fun with the franchise because they, uh, right. they know it's, it sounds crazy. Well, you know why? Because Michael Bay wanted to just call it Ninja Turtles. And then someone, thank God, was like, that's somehow worse than... I, I think we should reserve the phrase "thank God" unless that person then shot Michael Bay in the throat. Um, Can you read us another quote? Do you remember the name of Will Arnett's character? Will Arnett, I think. Was it Michael Bay? He does not play the name of the producer. No. What is his name? Uh, it's legit mind blowing. Vernon Fenwick. No, it's not. I would have remembered that. That's a lie. No, hold on. It's Vernon Fenwick. Why? Why is it Vernon Fenwick? Why is it? I don't know. Yeah, Vern Fenwick. That's the name. That's his character's name in the movie. Wow. I like it in movies like this where, where like it's clearly like a bro like a bro production in every way, and they're like, give him some fucking like dork ass name, Vern, <laughs> a name that people have. You think that's a dork ass name? I think that the creators of this movie think that Vern Fenwick is a funny dork name. Yeah, I think you're right. Even though it's it sounds like a British count. Pretty cool. I mean, I think it sounds like a track. We both name. went as Vernon Fenwick for Halloween this yeah. year. Which we, we, had, we, had, we didn't talk about this earlier, but we, uh, we did go <laughs> from the 2014 Teenage Mutant Ninja reboot. Uh, remember when they crack Michael, uh, Raphael's shell in this movie? And it's like, this is really fucked up. They yeah. crack his shell and they tape it shut. And it's like, that's actually really upsetting. I like that part. That was like the only part of the movie that I actually thought was good. When something like really nauseatingly awful happens? Yeah. yeah. It that's felt, fucked It was up. the only thing that felt real. I was like, whoa, shit, this guy's... Right, but you can't have that up. be the one fucked up thing in the movie that otherwise is like watching a trailer for like a Bionicle. It did feel like that. Okay, so uh, we were talking about how funny it is when characters in movies are like 
this is a little much. You know, it's like funny when like there's a little bit of like a wink to the old audience. Uh-huh. You I like that? that? Yeah, I like Deadpool. In the lighthouse, uh, there's a great scene where where they they go like I guess we're just like two guys in a the lighthouse, and they both turn and wink at the camera. And yeah. it's like that's the name of the movie. They they know they're in the movie. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so Vern Fenwick, uh, the great Will Arnett goes. Uh, this is this is. Can uh, you say it like him? I think you could do good Will four Arnett. Four turtles. One's fighting a robot samurai. Why not? That was like really good Will Arnett. I don't think it was very good, but. Isn't that funny? He's like... Wait, can you say it again? I was so Four turtles, one's fighting a robot samurai. Why not? That's a, that's a joke that a from line? the movie. That's a line from the movie where Vern Fenwick, played by the great Will Arnett, says, I'll just describe what's happening and be like, that's so rando. Mm. I, if I had to punch it up, if, I, if they'd brought us in to work on the script, he'd be I don't like, know why they haven't yet. Four Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fighting a robot named Shredder? That's random. Wait, I like the better Rando. Can you try it again with Rando? Okay. Four Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles who have pizza? And they're fighting a robot samurai named Shredder? That's Rando. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, that would have worked. That would have been really good if they'd included that in the movie. Yeah. You know, um, it's a good movie. Splinter is played by Tony Shalhoub in this movie for the first time, not casting a Japanese person to play a character that has been heavily coded as oh, Japanese yeah. and the entire time. Also, they strip him of his actual nationality. Yeah, they're like, how do we take a fat shit on this franchise even harder than what we've already done to it visually and from mm. the scripts? What if instead of a simple story that makes sense, which is that Spl- uh, Sh- Splinter is the rat of a fucking karate trainer and watched him and from learned. Japan who moved a to Japanese New York. rat. Done and done. Just makes sense. He grew up in a dojo. He knows... Not- okay, they're like, no. He's like... I was mutated and found a book on martial arts and affected the personality of a samurai or whatever. Honestly, I do know. I feel like a dumb white dude that got into Japanese culture that hard might start talking like what he thinks a sensei would talk like. Right. He talks like an unbearable otaku monster who should be killed. Yeah. But it's Tony Shalhoub. And he's like felt the entire time. He's a he's a main alum. He's a USM alum. Oh, another main guy. Shaloop. More pride. More state Shaloup, pride, baby. Shaloop. 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 Um, oh. No, we talked a lot in the second, in Secret of the Ooze, how the bad guys are always like holding up things that are knocked out of their hands <laughs> yeah. like over and over again. This movie basically is this very similar in that regard, where things are just like set up just to get knocked down over and over and over again. Right. And it's just endless. Yeah. And I, I think oh, that's... God. I mean, we make the, we we're we're now franchise experts, Josh. I don't think we can deny it. I don't think anyone can say otherwise. We've seen so many franchises. If I heard some motherfucker say otherwise, what would you do? Stew about it for weeks. Yeah, uh, I'm just saying. Like, I talked to my girlfriend about it like almost every uh, night. That guy said we weren't experts in franchises, and she'd be like, "Yeah, no, that sounds hurtful, but you should probably just let it go and move on." And I'd be like, "No, no, I'm gonna. I think got like about it. two weeks in the can on this for sure." So, oh shit. I was going to say. Were you going to talk about how the storyline, oh, they double down on how horrible it is? No, I remember what I was going to say it, now. Oh, go ahead. Is it bad? <laughs> you could, I could, your face says it's bad. No, no. I just like in the same way that Terminator, we were like, you see the trajectory of a franchise. Yeah. So like Terminator, Terminator 2, sequel, but it's so different that it barely is a sequel. And then you have Terminator 3, which is like a weird like Biff universe. Like, oh, what if Terminator 1 existed after Terminator 2? And then you have like Terminator 4, which is like a direct sequel to Terminator 1 if those two didn't exist. And then you have Terminator 5, which is like a direct sequel to Terminator 2 if Terminator 3 and 4 didn't exist. So like all these weird primer like level 
maps of time and movies. The and coffee I, is kicking today. Hell yeah. Look at you go. So I think term, term, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles could be considered to be a direct, tran, like a descendant of Terminator, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to The Secret of the Ooze. Or like it really did, did not feel like a sequel or a remake of one. It really captured the bullshit essence okay. of a two. I hear what you're saying, and you're, you're totally right. Because Terminator it. 2 is as... A, Terminator 2, fuck. Shit, fuck. We're doing God it. it. Why are we doing this? We're experts. That's so smart. Oh, God, we're two so smart men. Um, right, okay. So what you're saying is in Secret of the Ooze, a movie that feels extraneous and bloated and loud and irritating, this is the essence of that. This is like the the, the like white tar heroin version of Ooze, yeah. where you're like, this is so unnecessary. Nothing is advanced. Everything degrades and is drawn backwards into something stupid and, and right. useless. The worst thing in this movie that is so appalling that it is like shocking they did this. April O'Neil, this is just like the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies, where it's the same thing with backstory, where it's like, you know what makes these movies worse? Oh my God. Elaborate backstories. Yeah. So like, oh, the Parkers were spies. No one ever wanted that from Spider-Man. No one ever no. wanted that. Jesus. It's stupid. The whole point of Spider-Man and Peter Parker is that he's some random dumb fuck who no one likes who becomes a hero that's interesting because he's a loser. Right. That's, that's what makes why, him good. That is why, like, all these big series, like Harry Potter especially, like, all these things are about losers. We all like when a loser is a winner. And, like, suddenly realizing that there were winners all along, and, like, oh, that's just, like, the American nightmare. We're just rich, cool people just have the opportunity to be rich and cool. Right. So in this movie, Bernie, they're like, Bernie, Bernie billionaires Bernie. should not exist. Yeah. Um, in this movie, they're like, okay, well, April O'Neil can't just be a reporter who discovers the secret of the use. No, because that'd be too cool and right. like, actually interesting. Right. If she had her own space to be her, a person outside of this idiotic story, then that would be irritating. And why would we do that? How about her dad mm. made the turtles oh. and she knew them as a child, literally knew them and repressed as a child memories, repressed those memories. Then when she meets them again, it's like, oh, it's you, my friends from childhood. Yeah. Because in this movie, you can't have people who just meet each other and develop a new relationship. It has to be something that is telegraphed in from decades prior to the action. Yeah. She just was, she did not work because Michael Bay, I, I said this about James Cameron, I said he hates women. Oh my God. The, the, he, the contempt. And this is like actually yeah. been documented. He hates women. Well, him and Megan Fox despise each other. It's a well-documented, long-running feud. But like his whole thing of like women in movies should be uh, idiots soaked in oil, writhing around and being objectified. Yeah. And that's, we'll have a, that's every female character I'm going to like put a, a spotlight why do you think she took this job i'm sure it paid an absolute shit ton of money i know it's like really interesting because well, who wouldn't want to be in a fucking turtles turtles movie you know i did i don't care i could play i could you know i'm a sort of out of shape nerdy guy i could play a Vern fenwick type you'd be better i just want to fuck april oh my yeah. god turtles are rando whoa wait you april need to... please fuck me oh my god turtles are rando you want me to drive down a mountain in the snow <laughs> oh rando all right maybe if we can fucking kiss me there's a rando if we kissed. Yeah, that'd be fucking weird. Look at my new car. Oh, shit, you just blew it up. Oh, well, super funny okay. ending. Oh, my God, dude, dude, tell me what happens. Vern gets a I new just, car at the end of the movie. Tell yeah. me what happens. And he goes like, oh, I'll have his car forever. It's my car, and I love it. I hope yeah. no one ever gets a scratch on it. Then what happens to it? Uh, mm, I think, so, like, the turtles roll up in their new car? It doesn't matter. Just tell what and happens. He first, and he's first like, oh, you got a new car. I just got a new car. And now you're sucking away my new car, Joy. 
I, you, you remember more about this scene than I do, but he's, what then, happens to his car? He's like, then, I love this uh, car. No, no one better heard it. And then April O'Neil and Michelangelo have like another weird sexual conversation where again, like even though they were... F- like, the, was, the Me Too quotia on Michelangelo in this movie becomes so lopsided, it's... Uh, Sad. It's sad. Okay, so but Vern loves his car so much. He loves the car. It's a new car. He, yeah, and then the turtles are like, "Whoa, look at this new car. We got like lights. We got doors. We got a fucking rocket launcher." And then what happens? And then Mike Tell- Mike Landry's like, "Yeah, let me see how this works." And then Donatello's like, "Yeah, you just do this." And then Mike Landry goes, "Whoops!" And he fucking launches the rocket. And what happens? What happens? Just fucking finish it. Just fucking say what happens. Say what fucking happens. Do it now. It was actually one of the best scenes what, in the movie. What happens? You didn't say what happened. Oh, he just launches a rocket. And then what happens to the rocket? Yeah, it's the car and blows it. Up. It hurts. It blows up Vern's car, and Vern's like, "No, that was my new car." And, and it's it's like, funny. And then it goes. Yeah, there's a big fart. And it ends the movie. And Great way to end it. It's movie. really good. It's really good because Vern didn't want the car to get hurt and then it blows up. <laughs> and he's like, Megan Fox won't suck my dick and my car blew up. I'm going to kill myself. And I'm going to be the villain roll. of the next movie. Do you think he's going to be the villain Vern. of the next movie? The fact that we have to see another one of these it makes me so upset. <laughs> I, uh, it's really like, I'm really sad. I'm, uh, this, was, this was one of the rare times where we really watched something in a mute horror where like, I think from minutes in, it was just like, oh, this is really going to suck. And was this is the worst film we've watched in the entire series? Yeah, right. Does anything come close to? Well, like, I mean, I think I always have to go back. Truly putrid to T two at this point, but no, I think you're right. But Terminator two, at least there's like there's some stuff to hold on to that's not just complete dog shit. I do. This is a point that we I have Arnold to make. at least. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. I, I, there's a point I do want to make is that Michael Bay continually makes movies where I literally have no idea what is being shown to me. And I think that's a failure as a movie maker is when you put shit in a frame and I cannot comprehend what is happening. And I'm not a dum-dum. I'm pretty smart. That's fair. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. And like when I watch a movie, if I don't know like where things are happening in space and who is where and what's going on, like the whole thing, it reminded me of the winter scene in Transformers 2, I think. We're just like robots flying around with no context of where they are and what they're doing. Like, am I just fucking well, okay, a, a the robot The climax dream? of this movie, which happens on the top of like the tallest tower in New York City or something, yeah. is incomprehensible. Could we just call it Turtle Tower? Turtle Tower. Yeah. On Turtle Tower, there's it's called Showdown at Turtle Tower, which is the end of the movie. And... I actually wish more movies did the Van Trier Tarantino thing where they introduce each segment with a little chapter title. I like that a lot. I like that too. Yeah. So at Chardonnay at Turtle Tower, um, a bunch of CGI things smash into each other on top of a tower with the camera hurtling around the tower, cutting in and out of fight scenes. It is truly like the visual storytelling is so weak. Well, I was also talking about the Snow Mountain. But yes, all of the scenes. But that one I think snow is Mountain the scene, worst. The, well, this whole movie has this that Michael Bay... And he didn't even direct the movie, but there's no, I, I, I can't, it must be, he must be held accountable for this as the producer. Yeah, the director is a no-name jack-off. But yeah, the, I think the, his name is The no look in this movie off. is that oversaturated, glo- like, pulsingly ugly, garish palette. Right. That's, like, getting screamed at yeah, by the entire time. If, if, ne- if, like, fluorescent lights in an office building had a voice. Perfectly put. Yeah. So looking at the movie is awful. Splinter, like I said, looks like a pygmy shrewd dick with you fuzz on it. it. He looks so bad. The turtles look hulking, threatening, and bizarre. <laughs> April, you know, Megan Fox looks like 
I don't know. I'm not trying. I don't want to like drag down Megan Fox because like she's the last. Like, I, I blaming her for this movie. Is I don't think insane. we should talk about how real people look. I think we but, talk but about even, I'm saying they look. Even they look like yeah, yeah, they've been yeah. run through a filter of something where right. they look vaguely pixelated somehow. Yeah. You know, everyone just looks like like they're screaming at you. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's like I feel like that way with Baz Luhrmann too. That's true. People give him a people love Baz Luhrmann. I, hate I it. don't get it at all. I tried to watch Romeo and Juliet. It's just like it's it's just exhausting. And Hold it's, on. I'm not saying it's bad. He's Pete Postlewaite's in that, and he's fucking great. Pete, wait, this is gonna test Pete my Postlewaite. my popping skills. Postlewaite. Pete Postlewaite. He did great. Thank you. He's in that movie. He plays the uh, the guy who gives up the drugs. Who's Pete Postlewaite? He's a British character actor. If you saw him, you're like, oh, that guy. He's wonderful. Is it, uh, he's the guy that played Pete Pettigrew? Nope, that's a different guy whose name is Pete and is British. There's no other correlation there. I'm gonna pull a picture of him. All right, this is gonna be good Pete, content. Yeah. Everyone at home, what's your favorite Pete Postlewaite moment? I'll this see, guy, this guy, come on. Why don't you You've seen him in oh, every movie. Yeah, he's in he's that awesome. movie. He's um I think Romeo plus Juliet is like it gets like a dork pass for me because it's already like a Shakespeare mm-hmm. adaptation. It's like, okay, this is just very dorky. No, I see then what he's have, doing. Then you have fucking I was actually gonna say I don't even Casino Royale. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it's a bad movie, but it's like it's exhausting for me to watch i don't want to do yeah, it it's for ninth graders that's fine yeah like okay then we have uh not casino royale but the Hugh mcgregor uh the french movie moulin rouge yeah that movie awful is which again like is like getting screamed at yeah and people seem to think it's fun and i'm like this isn't fun i'm like scared now no it reminded me of the first time i watched like penetrative porn yeah that level of fear that's a great. I, I, you know, I can go back to like early like still image galleries that mm-hmm. I looked at as a kid. That was like they're totally like entrancing. I don't really remember when the transition to videos happened. Yeah, I mean we were we're older. We're older. I, I, I read like erotic comics. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was very like, like. There is an image that like I have a bad memory, and there is still an image like one of the first porn images from when I was a boy that like is in my brain. That was so like unsettling and weird. Well, I mean, I think the beauty of like it was a bag. The beauty of like a movie like The Lighthouse is that it reminds you that like sex is basically very primal and strange and violent. Yeah, and maybe we would fuck a mermaid. Yeah, I mean, if I learned anything from Pirates Four, I mean, pretty hot. Uh, pretty hot. Pretty uh, Russian. Pretty Russian. They're all Russian. Mermaids. Extremely young looking. Oh my god! That's the, what a great movie. Um, <laughs> god, that movie's fucking really bad. But this, again, this Sorry. is truly perplexingly so yeah, this is awful. In the, that, so we have Terminator Two. Where we, can we do a little ranking section? Because I feel like Pirates Four, Terminator Two, and this movie are okay, but, in the but, low. But Pirates Four is just like a slog and uninspired. It's bad, and they should go to prison, but it's like, it's not like, this movie, there was nowhere to hide. In T2 and Pirates 4, you can kind of hide and like, well, like look, that. we're on a boat. Yeah. Arnold's here. There's yeah. like something I can hold on to. See, and this movie is, is like getting double fingered. Like, that, okay, that sounds bad. I'm doing middle fingers up. I'm not saying double fingered like that. That yeah. can be great. I'm saying like, it's like. It some, is great. It's like getting With beat consent. up while someone flips you off. And, like, and, and, you, and you have to like stare at them flipping off while some people kick you from all sides. There's like nothing. There's nowhere yeah, there's to go. No, it's like I imagine sometimes being like left in the desert by a loved one. Is this like a sex thing or just? No, no, just like you know, you're like oh wow, it's like oh oh hi mom, you're we're going to the desert, okay, and then like suddenly she's gone and I'm stuck in the desert. That's what this felt like. Sure, there's nowhere to be other than in this place where I don't want to be. There's no oases. 
There's no forest. There's no little shrubs. I could hide in a shrub. Uh, remember in the movie when Vernon Fenwick sees April O'Neil bending over and he goes, O'Neill, what are you doing? And he goes, yeah, that's good. Make sure you're getting everything. And the joke is that uh, he's a, a man as old as her father is uh, who mm-hmm. wants to fuck his coworker. And it's funny. It's very funny. It's pretty good stuff. Uh, it's pretty good stuff. So uh, let me, uh, I'll read a classic, uh, a classic uh, monologue from the movie. You're going to um, do the whole monologue. Yeah, yeah I'm splinter now. I'm not going to do the Tony Shalhoub voice he does because it's it's a hate crime. It's very a very bad decision in casting. And I love Tony Shalhoub. I don't like Tony Shalhoub. Really? I know. I, I, I think I, he's maybe coasting too much on the monk thing. Maybe it's because of my main pride I wanted more from a main celebrity, but I, I just don't get him. He's boring. I don't think Monk is a good show. I don't think he's terribly good at playing Monk. Remember when Michelangelo says, what's up, bro? You want some of this? I'm like a ghost. I'm over here. Then I'm over here, bro. I'm a shadow. I'm a flying shadow fire dragon. Wait, is this the quote? No, that's Michelangelo talking to Don What's Tella. the monologue you were going to say? Legend tells us they came at a time of great pestilence. Farms yielded no food. Hearts no hope. Jealousy and spite lured us to them. The demons. The yokai. Through fear, they enslaved the people. But a remnant of hope shined bright in the darkness. The kappa yokai. Someone not from anger as the demons, but instead by their hogosha. Though powerful, they would require training from a master in the art of ninjutsu. One who could teach them the principles of honor, courage, wisdom, and brother. It's good because this explains all this stuff about the That's turtles. Because it tells you how good they do at the storytelling, where you're like, oh, this is great. Yeah, is this the movie? Please correct me if I'm going backwards to a different movie. That's the only the first half of it. There's a I lot more. I don't want to hear the rest. Yeah. Please don't. Uh, is this the movie where they explain why they're called the Foot Clan? Or is that the, the animated one? I've I, okay. Who cares? I'm Looking just, back at the animated, I want to reevaluate that now from this the other side of the fence. Right. That movie, like, its its aspirations were strange, and mm-hmm. its delivery was weirdly flat. And I think it's not like I think I'm ever going to see the movie again, and I would not recommend it to people. Just other than like you know, it to kids, sure for kids. Yeah. We were talking about like okay, you know, this is a very ambitious story. It's a little weird they tried to tell something this crazy in a very like, yeah. You know, it's huge. It's like a that's a that's a fucking six episode miniseries level plot yeah, that they decided to crazy. cram into an eighty minute movie or whatever it was. This movie is just a retread of the original series. Yeah, and is somehow so insultingly underbaked, despite how frenetic and ugly and garish and loud and endless it is. And it's like, it's the classic thing from the last episode where we're like, you want to send them to space. Send them to space. Yeah, please. Okay. And in this movie, it, 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 there's something so insulting about that. Where they're literally not even... This is so regressive politically, sexually, morally, creatively. Like in every way, this yeah. is a huge step backwards. And while Tempt is just sort of like a, an oddity, mm-hmm. this really is like an about face marching into hell for a franchise series. Oh, yeah, there's no recovery, especially if you have get the same team back for number two. Which is in- incomprehensible to me. This was critically... Okay, I'm going to pull, find, pull the, the reviews of this movie are hysterical. Oh, we got some funny stuff for the show? Um, I mean, Everyone, we try to avoid that. If you love going into hysterics, wait while Josh finds some shit on his phone. Well, gonna, but hold on. I, I, I want to like, get your read on the evolution of Shredder in these movies. We get another That's Shredder the in these rat, movies. Right? It's the bad ninja. Okay. Remember, it's like, names are remember when, Vern, when Vern's like, so the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are fighting a robot samurai? Rendo! I do remember that. Right. So he's the robot samurai. So in this one, they upgrade him and they give him some new hands. So like 
In the first one, he basically just has a hat and some shoulders. Yeah, he work. like has a cape and a he's cool helmet. He's like funny looking. And he's and, cool. Yeah, he's cool. He's un, he's muted. He's an yeah. understated shredder. The second one, I think that maybe was one of the few successful wardrobe upgrades was the new shredder. Had a, I mean, am I wrong? The new shredder, like shredder two, is like pretty cool too. Well, he gets swole. We yeah. love swole shredder at the end of Secret of the Years. Yeah. I love big big swole shredder. <laughs> oh my god, he's very daddy. So he's the kick, 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 kick. He's the kick, 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 kick. And he's not in three, correct? Uh, no, we no shredder. Right. And Though we see in... again, baby splinter, mm-hmm. which is my favorite part of the whole movie. Uh, so and he's uh, he's not in four either. So he he's not in four. No, he is. Josh, get off your phone, please. Tell me, help me, help if me. If you don't fucking remember because you're too help old, me. don't blame my phone, boomer. Okay, boomer. Wow. Okay, boomer. That hurt. I don't like being called a boomer. I'm sorry. Thank Mr. You. Boomer? <laughs> Rendo. That, that um, was no. my best friend in high school's dad's name. Boomer? Mr. Boomer. That's wild. Jason Boomer, if you're for whatever reason listening. I was uh, one of your men at the wedding. Is that what they call you? I'm one of the men? One of the men. The groom's man. Yeah. Uh, You'll be a groomsman someday. I just referenced a shout out to Mr. Boomer. Yeah. And I guess Jason too. Why the fuck not? Yeah, live the dream. Um, but anyway, so we have these shredders. He's this, he's not in the fourth one. I was trying to say. Okay, so we only have three shredders. This is an abomination. He turns into an entirely robot metal like Transformers bullshit, where his hands are Edward Shredder's scissor hands, and the coolest shit. Can you imagine like the room where they decided like, whoa, what if he could shoot his fingers? And everyone was like. Come on the table. Everyone's fucking cheering and doing laps, drinking champagne. Well, because and then, nothing makes an action scene more exciting, like a very elaborate bit of business that has its own physics rule, physics rules. Oh and well, I haven't gotten to that because okay. then this little dude with glasses goes. That was him adjusting his glasses on his face because he doesn't come or drink champagne. He's like, wait, guys, what if the knives come back? And they lift him up on his chair and sing songs about kings and wine. And they put it in the movie. Yeah. And also, how would you describe his armor? Because I think this, to me, visually was where I was, like, screaming in my soul. I mean, I think Bionicle was a really good... Right. Gleaming like, chrome. Yeah. Like, the wh- secret ninja warrior the- bad guy is a, like... What's the click clock from from Star Wars? Oh, sorry, the click man. clock from Star Wars. I'm so sorry to bring up Star Wars. I don't. The click clock from Star Wars. I don't think it has too much to do with Star Wars, but like, what's the Grievous General Grievous? Yeah, this is very, this gr- is like Grievous, Grievous adjacent yeah. extra. Yeah, and Grievous is like the worst part of whatever Star Wars movie he's in. Yeah, he's really cool in the animated Clone Wars because he doesn't talk, <laughs> does he? No uh, one talks in those. That's why basically the, no. That's why that's the best Star Wars. Uh, after Rogue One is the Clone Wars mini show, like the three minute episodes by that cool guy. I didn't see those. I really want to. Now. You really should. And it's like what? A, there's like 30 episodes. It would take you an, uh, 90 tight 90 to watch all of them. But I'm like old now. I don't really know if like I, I watching an entire series. Like I, I'm like, I want I want to rewatch Mad Men. They're immediately. three minutes long. Yeah. Three minutes a month. I could be spending fucking on YouTube watching these movies. You can probably watch these on YouTube. You could do both. Yeah. Okay, so I, the 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 reviewer Al the Strange or AI the Strange? I don't know. That's a good question. I can't really tell if it's AI or Al the Strange. I think we'll have to copy it, paste yeah, it into a probably. font, or we can tell the difference between a capital L, capital I, and a lowercase L. So uh, he says six stars 
on IMDb. Out of uh, 10. Out of 10, yeah. Okay. Uh, there's, there's hardly a kid born from the 80s who has never heard of this totally bodacious group of walking, talking, pizza-eating, street-fighting reptiles. I always think they're amphibians, but that's right. They are reptiles. Remember when you thought a shark wasn't a fish? It has always been a goofy saga, but it was also hip, action-packed, and colorful. I mean... I mean, at least four two, out, two out of three, you know, it's not hip. This has never been hip. <laughs> Can the same be said about the latest adaptation? Can it? Hey. On the surface level, 2014's Tempt at least looks the part. It's a fairly breezy film that never takes itself seriously, packing on generous heapings of goofy comedy, stylish action scenes, and loads of special effects. Um, it's not about its problems, though. <laughs> <laughs> Who writes this shit? Um, That's why I love Letterboxd. This is legit, I think, like a, a six-paragraph review of this movie. Letterboxd has, is my favorite social media because you can really be your... Like, people write, like, one-sentence reviews or, like, one-word reviews, and they're funny, and they're good, and they like actually help you. This is just like... The turtle characters are fun to watch, usually, and Splinter is one cool rat. What movie is he even talking about? Is he still talking about Tim? Or is he talking about they the new one? They are terribly deep characters, and this is... 2014 Tempt. Okay, but he mentions Tempt. No, I did that because he's... I don't know, read that the whole thing. Oh, because yeah. okay. you can't. Um, other characters aren't as good. April O'Neil is almost annoying as she obsesses over the turtles and shouts her findings everyone she runs across. That's actually a really good point. I do like that April O'Neil is basically like, everybody, come listen to me. I saw turtles. Yeah. And like does this to everyone oh, she works with. One good thing about this movie. Whoopi Goldberg? Whoopi fucking yeah. Goldberg. She was awesome. He's like, shut the fuck up. You're clearly... I think this might be my favorite performance she's ever done. She was perfect. And she was having fun. I yeah. think that's why I liked her performance because she was real. But I feel like she was the only person that was like actually not taking anything very seriously and having a good time. This is tragically the 30th anniversary of, of the, the 2014 the, the saga. Yeah, this is the 30th anniversary of year was celebrated with this absolute turd. Oh, God. Okay, so I'm going to now uh, tell you something truly hysterical from the trivia section, which blows my mind. Um. I'll briefly mention that in the making of The Lighthouse, mm-hmm. Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson did not talk to each other. What do you mean? They did not stay. Willem Dafoe stayed in a shack on the island. Yeah. And Robert Pattinson went back with the crew to the hotel. They did not talk other than making the film together. Wow. And only had a conversation like a month or two after filming. They did not in any way talk as themselves to each other while making The Lighthouse. That's pretty cool. Amazing. That worked. Also, uh, this was mind-blowing as well. I guess before most of the scenes, Robert Pattinson would do stuff like hit himself in the face or, or like try to make himself puke to get, to get in character. And Defoe was like, Eggers was like, yeah, Defoe shot me a look that was like, if he pukes on me, I'm going to fucking kick your ass. <laughs> but like, like Pattinson took this very seriously. Good. Meanwhile, the VX team on Tim's 2014 uh, tried to incorporate some actors into the faces of the turtles. So let me tell you, oh, if this boy. came even fucking remotely close in a wild fantasy of the dog shit fucking toilet bowl we stared at in this goddamn movie, Leonardo was based on Tom Hanks and Russell Crowe. What? Did you... Wait, I mean, both of them Did you once? come close to picking up on par- anything? Okay. <laughs> Raphael, Russell Crowe, and Clint Eastwood. Wait, they use Russell Crowe for both? I mean, to be fair, he'd be like, Russell Crowe, you want to play a fat turtle? He'd be like, oh, yes, I could play a fat turtle, very large turtle, yes. <laughs> do I have to do very much? What if he was huge? Um, Donatello, do you want to guess? This is your guy. You're a Donnie guy. Russell Crowe. Close. Leonard Nimoy. 
And uh, Michelangelo actually, was based, of yeah. course, on comedian Bill Murray. Of, we, we all got Who? that. Who? Michelangelo? Uh, Michelangelo. Splinter's face was based on Toshiro Mifune, which is extremely offensive because, again, this is the first time Splinter has been played by a white person. Yikes. Well, no, Shalhoub is always Lebanese or something. No, maybe. Yeah. Still, he might, be, he might be one of those uh, Ben Kingsley things where they just sort of like... You get a pass forever. Sort of ancestry. No one can really figure out, yeah, you. like who the fuck are you? I the, just watched the, the, Vin Diesel, the uh, Keanu. They, they they have a mixed heritage that allow yeah. them. To. I uh, though Keanu doesn't really do much with it, does he? I mean, not really, but like it's there. It's part of who he is. Yeah, I don't know. But it's like I feel like Ben Kingsley like gets away with doing shit that's maybe problematic, and he's like, oh no no no, I have I have some you know some blood, and uh, I've got some blood. <laughs> Uh, I rewatched Iron Man three. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's good. Ben Kingsley's really good. He's he's a very funny man. I mean, he's incredible well, as the Mandarin. Yeah, yeah. his performance is, is the was, best part. Is of really good. Yeah, it was a good movie. I, I've been uh, rewatching all the MCU movies with Amy. Right, and I feel like you're not paying attention to me. I feel like you're just waiting to read another quote. Well, I've, can you look me in the eye. Can you put that phone down. I just learned something really good. Well, listen to me. Put your phone, turn it off. I don't want to turn it off. Look, I'm a millennial boomer. My phone is my friend. It's my turtle gang. It's my girlfriend. It's my pizza. Bro? I want one of those. I just have a wife. Okay, boomer. All right, go ahead. Say your dumb thing. Um, Yeah, see? Oh, yeah, we're watching the MCU movies again? Sure, sure, sure. So far, we've got it. That's the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We've watched them in order, like when they're released. So far, the Iron Man 3, Iron Man 2, Iron Man 1 are the number one, number two, and number three movies in the franchise. Now, do you and Amy determine a power ranking together, or is this just your own ranking? We're ranking them separately, but I think we're pretty close. I loved Iron Man 2. I think it doesn't get enough credit. I think it's significantly better than Iron Man 1. No one feels that way but you. I know, and everyone should watch it again, because it's like, actually tries to grapple with a man that's gone through shit where Iron Man one was just like, Oh, we'll cast someone that people sort of know had a cocaine addiction and like, but he doesn't actually do anything other than drink whiskey a couple times. And like, he just sort of plays it off or this one, like he gets drunk and he like gets into a brawl while wearing an Iron Man suit. And it's like, this is actually good. A good movie about a person that's going through problems. Well, I think three. I, I and then I, Iron Man three continues full that. panic attack, which is yeah. like amazing. That right. movie is so fucking good. So that's why Iron Man three, Iron Man two, Iron Man one. Well, that's right. The two, best parts of Endgame, the, the first half of the movie, which is fantastic, I think, before trailing off into honestly a movie that is a fun event movie, but not. It's I got mean, a lot of problems. You and Scorsese said it. Oh God, Dude, we should talk about it on the podcast. No, I'm sorry, we oh, dating no, 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 it. No, no, we got it. No, we got it. Everyone's still talking about it. No, they. It's Coppola. It's just like after Christmas. Hold on, you're the director of your favorite film, Jack Francis Ford Coppola. Jack, the one where Robert Williams plays the man child, Jack. Jack, that's a Coppola flick. Never seen it. Never heard of it. Honestly, Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> he made Jack, and it's really good. I like how he, uh, he, he got says, into this conversation because like no one gives a shit about. He's him. one of those guys where everyone thinks he died because yeah. like, well, he made The Godfather. Right? He must be good at making movies, and it's like great, great question. No, no. it turns out he's not good at it. Yeah, or he was a long time ago, and something happened. Where'd he go? I don't know. Well, he came back and talked about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now let's talk about art in movies, okay? What? I don't go to the movies for some fucking egghead. Ju- uh, uh, intellectual 
globalist to tell me how to feel about politics and culture. I go to see Megan Fox get a little greasy and, and Shia LaBeouf yeah. and Will Arnett are like, and then they fight, yeah. I don't know, like a, just like anything. They fight something, hopefully not white. And that's fun for me. And at the end, you know, maybe they grease her up again, they kiss, you know? It's That's not. what I go to movies for. Okay. So yeah, is Marvel's art? I don't know. But like I'm not gonna go watch a boring old art movie, like three hours of black and white talking. I don't know. Yeah. Because the lighthouse was black and white. Yeah, but there was some common in it, and that was great. That's true. Blah, blah, Why don't blah, more blah. old timey movies have come in them? Because this movie, I think that with the, the real the, the 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 grit and the texture of this very old timey movie, the come really felt like I was getting yeah. come dripped on me. I mean to get away from your weird character as a man who is awful just gonna walk away from that one this is the best teenage mutant Ninja movie because finally april is like all greased up and like you know fucking mm, yeah yeah uh Vern, Vern, Vern. i mean i think the lighthouse movies are just better than they used to be yeah old lighthouse movies not very good new <laughs> lighthouse movies it's just better fucking good did you like the projection of it we can get some real film nerd shit the aspect, the aspect, oh, the ratio. aspect ratio. Yeah, I loved it. I, the only problem with the aspect ratio is that modern movie theaters aren't equipped to have four to three uh, masking, so you, it's a little distracting to see the like line break. Well, I saw it at BAM because I'm cultured, mm-hmm. the Brooklyn Academy of Music, where you go to see art film. Sure. Okay. Did they have masking? Maybe you go see your J.J. Abrams movies in the multiplex. I do. I go to the Academy of Music. To see an art film. Really? Yes. Is there any visual or is it just the sound? Just the sound. We just yeah. sat in a dark room for a while. <laughs> That's cool. That actually would be an interesting way to watch The Lighthouse. I, I think not since maybe Melancholy have I seen a movie where the sound is so important to the movie. Because at the climax of The Lighthouse, the audio stuff is so fucking incredible. Mm, yeah. Yeah, it's a fucking... Yeah, the sound design and the soundtrack are both incredible. Like the way that they use the foghorn and it's used throughout the entire movie, it's... And they made a fog sound unique to that movie. They like recorded other foghorns and like edited it and manipulated Whoa, it and mixed it to sound like, like, a tur- like nothing else. Like a n- turtle? They mutated it much in the same way so a turtle So it, it was a mutated. lifelong goal of Whoopi Goldberg to be in a Timped production. No, it wasn't. My daughter was a huge fan of the original Timped cartoons. When the original movie was announced, she wanted me to be in it. And so I asked around, but it never happened. Same with the other films they made. So when I heard this new project get announced, I asked around again. And to my surprise, I got the part. I love that that's a cool story is that she just asked around. Yeah. Like, who do you think she asked? I just imagine we'd go over, like, wandering <laughs> around, like, West Hollywood. Be like, hey, uh, you heard about this you new attempt? Tip? I want to be in temp for my daughter. <laughs> you think that's how she gets drugs, too? Just like, eh, yeah, you heard about cocaine? You heard about cocaine? Well, what's the deal with that? Uh, let's try it. You, you want to try it? I also want to spend all my money on it now. Um, so did you notice in this tempt, uh, Leonardo finally actually wields real katanas? Uh, so as it points out in the <laughs> trivia, in the other movies, uh, he has uh, ninjata, which is a medium-sized sword with a straight blade. Okay, And they're not – that's not actually a katana. So in this movie, uh, Leonardo finally wields actual katanas, a longer sword with a curved blade, for the first time. Does he do that in the cartoon, the comics? Oh, uh, it's, it's important either way. So is who it? knows? They fixed it in this one. So that wow. makes it – I think that for accuracy alone, we've talked about a lot. Like, right. You, movies – okay. Honestly, I don't want to... Movies, listen up. Listen Josh up. Movies? Josh fucking lay okay. down the law. You... Okay, I'm going to try to clap. Pap, okay. pap, pap. You need to be accurate in the movie or else the lack of verisimilitude takes me out of it. So in this movie, the fact that Leonardo finally is using real katanas... <laughs> swing, swing! Swing, swing! Finally, I was like, I have, I have been waiting since 1990 for a movie to show Leonardo using actual katanas. Not ninjatos. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> stop. Ten Please stars. Stop. Ten stars out of ten. Also, don't, did, you, did you forget the greased up Megan Fox part? Oh, she's so greasy in it. Uh, so yeah. originally, Michelangelo was wearing a gold chain in it, but people were like, "That's racist." They gave him a, gold, a necklace with a, a seashell on it. However, Mikey gets oh spoiler oh okay we just spoiler he wears a gold chain in the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Wait, why was that? I, I don't want to say something inappropriate. We might have cut this out. Why is that racist? I think uh, because they they present Mikey as such a weird, yeah. corny black okay. teen caricature. Yeah, we'll just cut that out. Voiced by a white guy. <laughs> there it Again, is. Again, this movie is a hate crime. Yeah, I liked in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, that the. Michelangelo plays a guy that wears a turtle on his head. I know we talked about that. And we liked it then, but like in I retrospect, now, it's brilliant. I and this, fondly, is, this is so bad. On that, Mike, I think that might be my favorite Michelangelo is him and Tempt. Actually, I honestly feel like that's what was so strange about the animated one is that I feel like all of them were at their best versions of themselves in that movie. I, I think they're very loving portrayals. Like certainly, this feels yeah. like turtle minstrelry where it just feels like this is so ugly like whatever's happening these people are just so viciously unlikable and yeah i think uh tim though that movie is so strange it's the real outlier in this whole series sure is only cgi only cgi this is so cgi oh so bad okay so this okay this is actually interesting stuff you're gonna love this okay i don't think so yeah uh this is the first tim to live action film to feature april's associate vernon fenwick you remember the aforementioned horny will arnett Remember where his car got blown up? Okay. The screenwriters yeah. and Will Arnett wrote this incarnation of Vernon to be more likable and supportive of April. What? He's less oh likable God. in the <laughs> comics, apparently. That can't be true. I think I think short of actually like assaulting someone, yeah. like there's how could he this he I think what what that should have said was Michael Bay thinks that he's more likable and more supportive. Because what Michael Bay thinks is likable in a man is someone that is on the verge of sexually assaulting a woman. To Michael Bay, that makes sense to him. Michael Bay is a fascinating man. I, I mean, I think you're right. Like, he should go to jail. Yeah, but he's fascinating. He it's paid like, for Criterion, right? That's the whole connection there? Is that the thing with, with uh, uh, Armageddon being a Criterion film? I don't know. There's some story there, maybe it's apocryphal, where he, like, essentially donated a huge amount of money to Criterion, the mission, to do what they do, and Weird. as a result... That's so strange. Yeah, some relationship there. So, okay. Uh, two, uh, two other actresses almost got the part for uh, Megan Fox, for April O'Neil. Anna Kendrick and Elizabeth Olsen. Whoa. And let me say this right now. Whoa. Sorry, Anna. Elizabeth Olsen would have been fantastic in this. Yeah. We're two Wind River fans here in this house. Mm-hmm. And you consider this a house? It's I a home. So. It's a home. It's both. Isn't it cool that our longest episode is probably going to be uh, Michael Bay's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1? <laughs> Slash The Lighthouse. Slash the lighthouse, yeah. Yeah, Elizabeth Olsen would have been excellent in that role. Yeah, I love Elizabeth Olsen. Me I, too. I, I can imagine her doing this and it being great. Yeah, and if someone else had written the script and produced and directed it, yeah, yeah. she'd be great. So within two weeks of its release, uh, they greenlighted the sequel. They're like, "This is lightning in a bottle." <laughs> I don't like that. That's scary. Okay, so uh, our now that we're well over an hour, are you asking? Uh, Oh, this is a podcast where we watch a whole series of films from start to finish. Uh, We watch each one and we say, does it make it better or worse? The whole movie of movies. Oh, yeah. This is all precursor to the real episode. This is all. You're going to cut most of this, I think. And we're just going to like, now we're going to start. So welcome to When Will It End? It's a movie podcast. We watch every movie in the whole series. I'm Josh. This is Charles. Hi, Charles. 
Hi. And and we and we ask ourselves and said ever after every uh, continuation, when will it end? Is it time? I don't know. Uh, Charles, we're we're just kicking off the episode. What you know? Walk me through the plot of Tim's 2014, baby. Couldn't tell you. You look stricken. Couldn't tell you. You look like late lighthouse uh, Robert Pattinson right now. I know my hair's really cool today, right? Your hair is really cool. I woke up and I didn't change a thing. Yeah, it looks. You good. You and your partner are always like, your hair looks good to me. Whenever I'm like particularly disheveled, mm. I think it's a cool look. I think it's always been a cool look. I think it's like, I mean, I just happen to also be wearing skinny jeans. I don't think I think skinny jeans are the height of sex fashion. Sexy fashion. We really got somewhere good. I think we we we're in the zone. Well, here's right. the thing: yeah. is like all this shit. Fat, like the skinny jean has been a part of like punk culture for a very long time mm-hmm. and it became mainstream when I was in like college first time maybe the second time it's fucking here to stay because it makes you look good fellas it makes your package look big no matter what's going on look at this honker Charles Wait, can I honk great. it for you yeah, yeah please <laughs> there it is look at that honker do it one more time it's <laughs> like I'm on a bike. Uh, so yes, when will it end? Yes, it should end. I've said it three times now. I said it should end after TMNT three. We've done TMNT. TMNT. Tim TMNT. We did TMNT. And I've done TMNT. Remember Tiamatman Square. Let's keep going. <laughs> that was really good. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. What the one with the tank? It's a tank. Yeah. yeah the the tank. Shredder, Shredder drove it. Um, yeah, they should end. They got to end it. They got to end it. Why What's are they doing happen? this? Why are they doing this? Wait, can you read us a quick plot synopsis of okay, the next yes. one? Okay, yes. Uh, uh, of the next one? Yeah. You want to get a, a, a little taste of the next I one? I want to end this episode... Okay, yeah. Because I cannot imagine what they're going to do, why they're going to do it. So I want to hear a little uh, a little tease. Okay, so first off, and we talk often about how these movies sometimes eschew a traditional numerical system for sequels. Right. And what so bringing in What's great subtitles, like remember, remember... Out of the Shadows? Um, I believe it's uh, Out of the Shadows, yes. Yeah. Um, this is a lot, it's a lot worse than... Uh, Tim 3's Serbian subtitle or whatever that you pirated, Shadows of the Death Scroll or whatever. Secret what of the Death Scrolls. It's a fucking awesome title. It's so good. I'm saying Out of the Shadows sucks. So Secret Secret of the Ooze is a great subtitle. Oh, that's amazing, yeah. And Secret of the well, it's not called Secret of the Death Scroll, it's called Sling Sling Death Scroll. Really good subtitle. So here's some exci- exciting little tidbits for 2016's Tim to Out of the Shadows. Laura Linney and Tyler Perry joined the cast. Mm, interesting. As is interesting. I don't know. We're gonna find out. Um you just want a teaser of it? Yeah, just give me the IMDb plot synopsis. Oh, this okay. I'm low key excited because they're going to bring Baxter Stockman in. The, uh, you know, the, the uh, he's a stockman. I take it he's a stockman. Uh, you want the IMDb one? God, you're so picky. I don't oh, care. No. You're, I just thought you've been on IMDb this entire fucking episode. Just please respect my craft. Jeez, I'm, I'm clicking so many links now. Stop. I'm not trying to. <laughs> Millennials, they're crazy. Out of the sh- Stop it. Stop eating that toast with green. Yum, yum. Out of the shadows. Yeah, I had avocado toast Green for toast is nasty. I had it for breakfast. Uh, you should be paying, buying real estate 
with it, that money. With my toast? Oh, oh wow. Do you want to hear the least exciting sentence of all time? Yeah. The turtles get into another battle with their enemy, the shredder. <laughs> wow. That's somehow so insulting. <laughs> uh, Michael Bay still produced it. Who's the same director? Uh, different director, Dave Green. The mutant thugs, Bebop and Rocksteady, and the, and the alien oh! being Crank. You've been waiting for this. Yeah, here's the thing. I want Bebop. I want Rocksteady. I want Crank. That's actually, I'm excited about okay. that. So you, you know what? I all reverse right. my opinion. All right. If only to see how they attempt to put Krang. Do you know what Krang looks like? No. I little brain guy in the belly of a big bald guy. Wait, a little brain guy? He's a little brain man. He lives in the belly of a big robot bald oh, man. Oh, so like in uh, Total Recall. Like in, yes, much like Quattro. Stolen from Total Recall. It's Total Recall adjacent. No, it is Total Recall. Um, the director is Dave Green. What well, else? You might know Dave Green for. Uh, Spider-Man 2 where he was miscellaneous. Spider-Man 3 was miscellaneous. That's not great. <laughs> so I think this is definitely one of those instances where we do see the power of the producer. Yes. And I, I we saw this with uh, Michael Myers. Why do I call him Michael? Hmm. Michael Myers. You're speaking, of course, of uh, The Love Guru where he got a complete stand-in. Right. Uh, this is, so this like, is David Green's second full-length film after Earth to Echo. The 2014 movie, after receiving a bizarre series of encrypted messages, a group of kids embark on an adventure with an alien who needs their help. Sounds a lot like another movie we've seen. You might remember T.O. Helm's performance as Alex or Astro's performance as Tuck. I have not. The actor's name is Astro as Tuck. I refuse to remember that. Okay? (laughs) Okay, fair enough. It's a free country. Yeah. Make it, folks. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I want it to end. I know... I, we go into the next episode Krang, with a gl- Krang, Krang, glimmer of hope. Crank, crank, yeah. We got some bebop. We got some rock steady. We got some crank. Yeah, yeah. So that's going to carry us through. And uh, I guess it, be- it better, honestly. It really, it better carry us through because I am not feeling good about this. Yeah, I hated, I hated, 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 hated. We watched hated. it so long ago. I think that's what's really what drove this episode so strongly was that we took like two weeks between the watch and the record. I think if we had tried to record this episode immediately after watching it, we would have... It would have been miserable. I would have killed myself. The fact... Yeah, yeah, you would have taken your own life on mic and I would have taken photos from the Instagram. You don't know how to log into the Instagram. Fuck, I know. I thought you didn't know that. You don't know how to do anything. I don't... I know how to do stuff. Set it and forget I read all the fucking trivia and quotes. Did you do that? No. That's true. So shut the fuck up. All right. All right. No, I think what's the hard part about this is that we have to remember we 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 remembered stuff from this movie, which feels like a self molestation. We were like, I put this in my own brain. In the same way that Megan Fox cast away the memories of her beloved yeah. turtles. Oh, I think you meant uh, no, 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 other a very April's. literal. Yeah, uh, why could not I? I like the plot point where she's the like, memory. wait, are these the same color coded turtles that my father mutated with the same names that I elaborately recorded? That I have lots of video evidence of me building a complex Hmm. relationship with these mutant turtles. No, that's crazy. Maybe they're different turtles. Also, the camera that she used to supposedly record these turtles was like anachronistic. 
Yeah, again, and we get back to the, that was like a mid when I two thousands. Hey, Hollywood, listen up. When I go to see the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reboot in twenty fourteen, their similitude is the key factor that makes or breaks the experience of the film. So, pluses to go back to the beginning. Finally, real katanas. No more ninjados. We finally get the fucking katana katanas because the whole time we were watching this off like off mic, we were like, "Yo, we got to talk about the fucking katana situation." Because and ninjatos. I was like, "No, no, no, we cannot. We can't talk about it. it. Break we can't the talk fucking about, podcast. Break the, break the fourth wall. We have to like, live in this world." No, I'm just saying, like, if we talk about that, we just like cast like we, that's all we would talk we about. Not, that's all we would talk. This about. podcast would not exist if we like focused on that. If we just got into the whole ninjados versus katana thing, Fuck. that'd be the rest of the fucking show. When will it ninjado? <laughs> How, how, uh, when does it katana? Um, so yeah, so the, again, you know, please Is, yeah. use an appropriate VHS recorder yeah. next time, Michael Bay. You can't buy yourself an Oscar and you can't buy yourself Barrison Mills. Very truth, truth, truth. Pretty good movie, though, on balance. <laughs> I was, a, I was like, I was like, when I watched Vern, I was like, this is finally a guy. He's a man. Uh huh. He's an emotionally stunted, horny man. And I was like, I can finally relate to someone in these movies. Yeah. Because the turtles are turtles, bro. I, I want the vets fucked up. Yeah. How do they pee? They, they, we never seen. Hey, here's another thing, Hollywood. We never see anyone pee in any of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies. That's not realistic. They would have to piss and shit like everyone else. And come. And, well, Mikey wants to fucking dump a load in April. Yeah, everyone wants to just dump in April in this movie. It sucks. Michael and Michael sucks. Uh, Vern, sorry, Vern, you have to go to jail. Uh, uh, I wish I had time to actually read. Do you have any of the car- cartoon comic books at your house? It's been years since I've looked at them, but I remember I was I, talking to my friend over the weekend in New York City where I went to go party mm-hmm, for the Halloween. Yeah. Party Halloween time, gonna do some drugs. And I was talking with my friend about a memory of... In the comic books, they like go to Iraq and see like the burning oil fields for some wow. reason in the nineties. I remember being like, "What is that?" As a kid, I was like, "This." <laughs> in the video game, I like fight a fly yeah. with a bow tie. That makes sense. And they're like talking about Buddhism in the Middle East. Yeah, Do, I, I'm just curious how uh, she's treated. Like, is there all this like horny shit going on in the comic? I have comic no books? recollection of them being as horny as they are. Because like M- Michelangelo is definitely the main instigator of the horniness but the other three turtles definitely just go along with it they're like yeah cool bro okay hold on just yeah, look, you might tap that i think they say i just want to i just want to play like dev's advocate here okay maybe april shouldn't wear that fucking bright yellow jacket if she doesn't want people to fucking dump in her wait is the bright yellow wait what men are attracted resist to, you can't resist the bright a banana yellow blazer <laughs> because you put that shit on and yeah you're gonna get male attention okay that, don't be naive okay it's 2019. It is. It's was 2019. It was 2014. Yeah, so maybe but now maybe April 2019. Don't Actually, dress like a banana wait, on, and men me, won't get horny. Can I check the calendar? This oh, yeah. might be 2020. Well, I hope this kicks off 2020. That was the first thing people hear. They wake up on New Year's Day and they're like, "Oh, they find the boys got around to covering uh, the Michael Bay <laughs> Teenage Mutant Turtles." That's probably going to be a good movie. No, no, no. This is December 9th. <sighs> Fucking shit. Today is December 9th, everybody. 525,600 turtles. How do you ninja? Ninja a teen. In Sunset, in Daylight, in Casey, in Vern Fenwick, in April, in Splinter, Shredder, and Ninjatos. We gotta go to yoga. Gotta have Raphael. 
Gotta have Don Donatello. Gotta have Leo Leonardo. Gotta have Michael Angelo. Talking about turtles. Tum 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 tum. Turtles. Talking about verisimilitude. Talking about lighthouse. Merry Christmas, everybody. It's coming soon.